Welcome to the Technical Foul Podcast. I'm your host, Manny Fresh. Back to the way we started with the original crew. Well, minus one, of course, but back to the the dynamic duo. Uh, I have my co-host today, my original co-host, who's who, who took a who took a nice day off to uh, you know from saving the world. You know he captain. You know he captain planet and shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, so he took a day off from saving the world to to grace us with his presence, man. After a long, almost like three month uh, hiatus, he is back on the show. Mr. Mr. Lucas, how are you? The floor is yours. Yo, 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 what up, people? And Lucas, a.k.a. Luke, back at it again. My bad for the absence. I've been working long hours, man. Been working long hours, long days. About to get back to a regular routine here in a couple of days, almost a week. So, uh, be back in the stride after this. Had to take a little brief hiatus, like you said. I appreciate my uh, co-host and uh, esteemed friend, uh, Manny. Manny, Manny for holding me down, man. I appreciate it. He's still been putting out the shows. I've been listening, so I appreciate him being patient and understanding with the times I've been having. So, but I'm back, people. I'm back. Uh, sir, don't need to apologize. Like I told you offline, I understand you are Captain Planet. You are saving the Come world. On, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're 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 Barack Obama, circle 2007, man. You hope. Your hope, man. So, so I feel it, man. I feel it. You don't have to explain nothing to me, man. I got it. I got it, man. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I feel you, dog. I just, I just, I feel like, man, we've, we've missed out on so many things, man. We got a lot to talk about today. I was, you know, I, I, I told you offline, man. I was, I was in the process of recording a show last night, an episode last night, and never in my, never in my time podcast, and I've just said, I've thrown an episode out. I've just like been like, yo, fuck it, I'm not doing it because. The game that we saw last night, man, was 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 just was just epic, man. I mean, it just it deserved to be talked about, and it deserved to, for us to do an episode like Sunday of the next week to talk about it. Like, nah, we need to talk about this shit while it's still fresh in our minds, like today. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but before we get to that, though, a couple things that I wanted to touch bases with you first. Uh, a Woge bomb from Adam Schefter. Did you have you have you been online? In the last no, 45 minutes no, or so, Jimmy no, Garoppolo no. has been traded to the San Francisco oh, 49ers. I did see that. Actually, I did see that when I just walked in the house. So, yeah. I'm getting off of work and I get an alert, like, from Adam Schefter. I'm, well, I, I get a, a thing on Twitter and I'm like, 49ers trade Garoppolo to the 49ers, or to the 49ers trade for Garoppolo exchange for a second round pick. I'm like, what? The Patriots finally. Traded this nigga. Now, there's many angles you could tackle this shit by. Um, first angle is did the Patriots get enough? And what do you I mean, your overall thoughts on the trade and then did the Patriots get enough? So I guess we can start it off with that. Um, first off, I was surprised too. I just walked in the house. I seen it on the bottom of the screen actually, because Monday night football's on right now. Garoppolo gets traded, you know, to San Francisco for a 2018 second round pick, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, <clears throat> I was shocked, just like you were. Yeah. The second thing is, uh, well, I think they got enough. I think, uh, I think they made the trade before I get to the, the, the. They got enough. I think they made the trade because they figured Tom Brady will play for another four to five years. Like, I think they got into the season with like, "All right, let's see what Tom Brady's going to be at," and then all the punishment he's taking this year already, and he's still like kicking, and they're like, "All right." 
this guy's going to play at least another three to four years. Well, shit, he's leading the league in passing yards. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He's the second-rated quarterback in football behind Carson Wentz right now. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. I think it's Alex Smith. Well, Carson Wentz, Alex Smith, and then Tom Brady, something like that. Yeah. So they're looking at their 40-year-old quarterback like, hey, man, this guy really might play till he's 45. Like, it wasn't just a statement. And if you've seen the Patriots games, he really might play till he's 45. With all the punishment he's taking, he's still come back week to week. So, and he had the desire to play. They're like, hey, we might as well get something for Garoppolo while we can. With that being said, I think they could have got a first-round pick out of it. But I don't think you're going to San Francisco and getting that first-round pick because that's going to be a top three pick, top two pick, you know? Yeah. You're not going to get the top two pick from San Well, they could have got, got, got a top pick for next year's draft, I would, I would believe so, right? Well, like, no, no, no. I don't think so. Because that was the 2018 pick they got. And San Francisco's looking at it like they're going to have the top rated pick. I, I understand that. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not referring to a 2018 pick. I'm I'm, I'm saying they could have probably got a first round pick in 2019, I would believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Or 2020, yeah. I get it. But I'm pretty sure they just want, they, they have holes to plug next year that they want to plug. Yeah. You know, a, a, a top second round pick is good. You know, you, you're you're coming off the board with you know the first one or two picks in the second round. That's what I'm assuming that they're going to get. So yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to get a strong like, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be a linebacker they're going to draft. Because you know, New England is depleted on the defensive side when it comes to linebackers and edge rushers. So that's yeah. a great pick to pick up. And then I mean, Garoppolo's out of it. I mean, that's a good thing. And and. I'm glad they made the trade. I'm glad it was San Francisco because that sounds like a good thing for us Redskins fans. Because now Kirk Cousins, hey man, where you gonna go, baby? (laughs) (laughs) It all circles. It all circles back to that. It all circles back to that. You you knew you were going with Kyle Shanahan and and, uh, the guys down in San Francisco, and uh, it ain't looking so good, man, Captain Kirk. The way you've been playing this year, man, uh, you don't sound like a hundred million dollar man to me. So. uh, Just saying, I think it was a great deal though for both sides. San Francisco really needs a quarterback. They really need stability. Uh, Garoppolo is pretty decent. I think he's good. I think he's above average. <clears throat> New England needs the draft picks because they need to add more depth. Like New England needs anything, but yeah, right, they could use, exactly. They could use it, should I say? They don't need anything. They should, they could use it. They could use it, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I think it's I think it's a win win for everyone. To be honest. Um, I guess my thought on it now that I've had a l- at least an hour or so to kind of let it marinate in my head. Well, first of all, what the fuck are the Browns doing? I mean, the Browns got like 14 <laughs> fucking, the Browns have like 14 fucking draft picks in the next year or so. So what the fuck are the Browns doing? Like, I, I can't, I can't imagine that the Browns are sitting there like, oh, we feel, we feel really good with uh, Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> like, like, and Kevin Hogan, like, what the fuck are the Browns doing? Like. If the 49ers were able to pull this off, why weren't the Browns able to pull this off? Like, please, somebody explain this to me. Like, literally. Like, literally, what the fuck are the Browns doing? Like, seriously. What are they doing? When you're a loser, you do loser shit, all right? Like, (laughs) Uh, apparently, nigga. Apparently, they they losers because they doing loser-ass shit. Because I I can't understand how the Browns sit there and said, huh, you know what? Garoppolo for a second-round pick? Eh, we're good with Kaiser and... uh, and uh and 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 Hogan. Now the only the only way that this justifies the Browns not pouncing on this because now the Browns are getting heat for not picking Carson Wentz uh last year. 
they're getting heat for that. They're getting heat for not taking Wentz or Goff. And now they're going to get heat for, for not picking, for not making this trade for, for, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I forgot about that. Not taking Deshaun Watson. Now they're gonna get heat. Now they're not gonna get. Now they're gonna definitely get heat for not t- for not pouncing on this fucking trade because everybody's gonna be like, "Well, if the 49ers were able to pull this trade off, why couldn't the Browns?" Second round pick at that. Exactly, and, and the Browns got like four of them shits. The, I, if I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not accurate on it, but I know the Browns got like three at least, like three or four second round picks in the next two drafts. So it's not like they didn't have the fucking uh the arsenal to get them, and they probably could have sweetened the pot and thrown in another player. Or, or another pick. Like, I don't understand that. I really, really don't understand what the fuck the Browns are doing. I, I, I just don't understand it. Like, I really don't. And then on top of that, it's going to make it even worse if they pass on Rosen or maybe if Darnold comes out. Like, if they pass on one of those guys, he also, it's going to be like, man, what the fuck? What's really going on in Cleveland? Like, like Jim Hazlitt, what the fuck is going on in Cleveland? So that was, that was like my first, that was like my first thought. When I when I when I seen this shit happen, and then kind of when I actually broke down the trade itself, I mean, I, I guess I'm okay with it from both aspects. I mean, the 49ers need a quarterback, so I mean, it's good for them. They need a quarterback, like you said. So, I mean, why not take a shot at, at Garoppolo? Um, I, I'm not sold that Garoppolo is the you know the second coming of Aaron Rodgers just yet. I know people have overhyped him because of a few games that they've seen him play. Um, well, not even a few games. I mean, well, I guess a few preseason games. I mean, the real game that he played last year was that Arizona game, and he looked really good. But I thought that was more about Arizona's defense than it was about Garoppolo, per se. But, I mean, but I think Garoppolo's, I mean, he's got a chance to be pretty good. I mean, I mean, and now that I just thought about it, nigga, why did Jacksonville pounce on that shit? What? Well, I think Jacksonville really likes. Uh, <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't, man. They let this man throw like 10 times a game, dog. They don't like this man. They don't. You don't like your quarterback that much. If in today's NFL, you're only throwing, you're only, <laughs> you only have like 12 pass attempts. You don't like that man that much. Bro, but if, if I got Leonard Fournette, Chris Ivey in my backfield, I'm only throwing the ball to game. I feel you. I feel you. Like, I understand you know, that. Like, like you have, like literally, I, you know, I compare when I look at uh, Leonard Fournette to run the ball. He looks like a smaller Hush Walker. Like, I, I love the guy. Like, I I love the guy. So, and then you got Chris Ivey. This is a pounding round team. And then you have a great defense out there in Jacksonville. All they want to do is chew up clock, and they just want to stop. They can score 10 points and win the game. They know it. And they're like, hey, man, the least mistakes you make, the easier the game is going to be for us. So, and then they don't really have that. I mean, what? Their wide receiver got hurt. Uh, Hearns got hurt, I believe. Yeah. One of them. I think it was Robinson. I think it was Robinson. Yeah, Robinson. It was Robinson. Yeah, it was. They got hurt. So, you know, Jacksonville's kind of like, hey, we don't have the, you know, the weapons out here. And I get it. You know, in Jacksonville, you know, I think they have the chemistry. So they're like, yeah, we just don't want to fuck with it. So I get it, but I'm just like, damn. I mean, I'm looking at a lot of teams. I, of course, I'm not going to throw my team in there because the Jets and the Patriots will never make a fucking trade like that. So, I, absolutely not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I don't even think, well, you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't think the Patriots wanted to tra- trade them in the AFC. So, uh, now that I think yeah. about it, yeah. Especially a division, a division rival, especially... You know, you guys are like literally. Right. Yeah, well, I'm not even. I'm not even talking about just from our perspective. I'm just talking from 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 Jacksonville. Like, I don't think they wanted to trade him in the AFC as, oh, okay. at all. So, yeah, I don't. They, now that I think about it, I don't think it's gonna. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, now I get it. But, 
Um, just going back to the trade, I mean, I think it was a pretty good trade. I mean, like I said, the 49ers need a, need a quarterback. I mean, you can make the case that, you know, why not just, you're already 0-7, so why not just play it out and take your shot in the draft next year and keep your pick? I guess you could go go at it from that perspective. Because um, now the, the, other, the other caveat to this is this man is a free agent at the end of the year, so now you're going to have to try to re-sign him too. Um, yeah, yeah, and everything. Exactly. So, um, so I, I, I guess it's a risk for the 49ers more so than it is the Patriots, although it's a risk for the Patriots because I know we're saying that Tom Brady is balling still at this age, amazing, but, you know, he's one bad hit away from being out, and then they're in a world of hurt. Yeah, but that's but that's but that's every team. That's really that's every every team with a big time quarterback in the NFL. I mean, look at look at the Packers now. The Packers went from being a powerhouse to Brett Hundley being their quarterback. So yeah, <laughs> so that's every fucking team, of course. But um, so I think it's a risk for both teams if you if you want to look at it from that aspect. But I mean, I don't mind the trade really. I mean, the Patriots I think at this point had to had to do it. Um, and I think the 49ers, I mean, to me, it's, I think any situation, any time where you can get a quarterback that's better than CJ Berthard and, 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 uh, Brian Hoyer, then it's a win. So yeah. I think that, I think both teams did all right, man. Now we'll see what the, now I don't think we'll be able to explore this trade until another five years or so. Cause we'll have to have to see what Garoppolo turns into. We have to see what, what happens with the rest of, of, uh, of Brady's career. So I think we won't be able to grade this trade truly for another two three to five years or so. So like most trades, of course, but, but I think it, I mean, I think it was a win-win for both teams, man. Honestly, I, I really do. I agree. Totally agree. And then, uh, to, to, to a, to a subject that's a little bit more near and dear to your heart. Um, dog, I know you've, I know this, this three month hiatus of yours, man, you've had a chance to, Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna let you live. Go ahead. Man. What's go that? What's that? What? No, what you say? It ain't been three months, but go ahead, give it to me, man. It's, 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 it's hey, whatever, man. Three months, four months, two months, whatever, man. It's the same, same difference. But um, this little hiatus that you've had, man. I know you've had a chance to watch some baseball. I know you had a chance to uh, to, to. No, I ain't gonna let you live, nigga. I ain't gonna let you live now because all summer long, dog. All summer long. Oh, where your Mets at? Where your Mets at? Where they at? Ah, oh, them niggas is bums. Ba 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 ba. And all the while, I ain't say shit. I shut the fuck up. Hey, what can I say? My team lost ninety games. What can I say? I can't talk no shit. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, I'm 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 sitting here. My team is fucking dreadful. We sneeze, and another picture goes on the fucking DL. Of course, right? And then I'm watching the Nationals just win and win and win. Oh, 95 games. Oh, this might be the year the Nationals finally do it. This might be the year. This might be it. Oh, 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 oh. And then, of course, we get to the dreaded division series. Man, 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 man. The floor is yours, sir. Oh, man. What you want me to say, man? I want, you, I want you to say that your franchise... I want you to say that your favorite baseball team is a fucking loser organization. I called them a loser. I called them a loser organization a couple weeks ago on the podcast. I'm not sure if you listened, but I called them a loser ass franchise, a losing ass organization that has no backbone, has no spine. You fight me off on that. Listen, for one, I did hear you say that, and I was really, I was really hurt by your words, by the way. But no, let's let's be honest, man. Listen, Max Scherzer went out. 
two weeks before the playoffs. Oh, my God. Please spam me with this shit. Please spam me with this, yo. Bryce Harper was hurt two months before the playoffs. He was just getting back. He didn't have time. He was still a little hurt at the end of the season. Come on, man. Come on. Listen. The, the, the greatest thing, okay, you lost the series like you predicted. You said call you once we get, once we get out of the division series. Of course, we didn't get out this year the division series to the Cubs. We lost in five or whatever. But listen, I was encouraged, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> encouraged? <laughs> encouraged? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you, before you jump out there, did you see my boy Strasburg? Yeah, the, the nigga that didn't the nigga that didn't want to pitch game four. That's Strasburg. Yeah, that's the, the one, but the one that did show up for game. Yeah, after after people had to force him to pitch. No, nobody forced my. Oh no! Oh, nobody forced him to pitch. Oh, so nobody. So you gonna really sit here and say nobody forced Strasburg to pitch, nobody dog? Forced, man. Nobody forced him, huh? He said, "Hey, I'm sick." They switched up his medication. That's why Dusty Baker's out of there, by the way. Oh, really? Baker let that, he let that story leak. And they were like, you know what, Dusty? The great Dusty Baker, by the way. I don't think he should have been fired the way he was. That's another reason why y'all niggas got no fucking spine. Exactly. If y'all, exactly. I totally agree with you. You was going to let him go, you should have let him know right afterwards. A day afterwards. You don't wait six, seven days afterwards. You don't wait six, seven, five, six, seven days after however long it was. And then let the man go. Like, come on, man. That was some That was some real spine. That was some fuck shit. Yeah, I, I, to- I totally agree with you. I, you should never treat a legend. A legend, the way you just treat that spec. You should never do that. You should have more decency in yourself. And, and actually, Rizzo didn't want him to go. You know, they're, they're saying Rizzo's on the carpet. Like, hey, nigga, like, hey, you tried to stick up for him when you want him here. Now this is your ass. It's about fucking time Rizzo's on the carpet. Come on, man. Come on, man. You Come on, man, what? Come on, man, what? You must not remember the, uh, the Expos in the National before Rizzo got I don't give a... I don't give a flying fuck. Bro, bro, we was looking at 100, 120 games a year. Dog, how many managers is this man going to hire? How many managers <laughs> is this man going to hire? This man has hired four managers. Okay, let's, let's, let's take it. I did it on the show. Riggleman. Okay. Davey Johnson. Okay. Matt Williams. <laughs> Matt Williams. Now Dusty Baker. Now Dusty Baker. He didn't want to get rid of Baker, though, man. I don't, man. I don't give a, I don't give a damn who got rid of Dusty Baker. I understand, I understand that, I understand that Rizzo wanted to keep Dusty Baker. I get that, and the learners who, who are pieces of shit when it comes to owners, uh, yeah. I, I have no respect for that fucking ownership group at all. Um, because um, they don't like to pay managers. They treat managers like shit, and then they wonder why yeah. they can't get out of the first round every year. Yeah, well, you keep treating your managers like shit and going through them like revolving fucking doors. Yeah, you're not gonna get out of the first round. This, this might be the writing on the wall for Bryce Harper, too, man. Like, I, I don't think that kid's happy down there. Yeah. I think, and you know, Dusty's a big player's manager, if people don't know. Like, you know, of course he was a player, so he gets the angle of being, especially being a superstar. He got the Bryce Harper angle and, you know, all that shit. So, that might be the writing on the wall, man. I've been hearing inklings that he's trying to instantly go to Chicago, if not the Yankees, you know. I don't think he's going to go to the Yankees now because I don't think the Yankees have room for him now. I mean, the Yankees have Judge and they have uh, Clint Frazier, who they really like. So I don't, I don't know if the Yankees will will pounce on him. I don't know if the Yankees are are a destination you for him like they were a couple Brian years ago. Cash, man, that motherfucker go get any motherfucker back. Like, oh, I, I understand, I understand, but I, I mean, I, I, well, I'll say this: would it would it surprise me if the Yankees went ahead and signed him? Of course not. I'm not. I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying. Right now, I don't see a fit with the Yankees, but I mean that could change. I mean, Cliff yeah, Frazier's no Cliff Frazier's no fucking guarantee. So yeah, I mean, he's no he's guarantee. Yeah, with that, with that, that field, 
question they got in New York. You know, it's, but I'm I'm talking about the uh, the new the new thing is the Chicago Cubs. You know, like I think you know, the I think the Cubs are a serious threat. Yeah, oh, you know, I, I think Chris the Cubs. Bryan I think him and Chris Bryant. Yeah, him and Chris Bryant are cool. You know what I'm saying? He loves, Chicago, he loves the city of Chicago. Like he, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I mean, he's I'm always sh- done that. I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure he. I'm sure he does. The guy' dog name is Wrigley. He, he named the dog Wrigley. Come on, man. I don't give like, a fuck. He should. He should he's name. He should. He should. He should name him. Uh, he should name him. Uh, Division Series. Maybe they get some good luck. Should name him Series. They should. You should name. You should name him Series. Should name him Series. Nigga can't get out the first round, bro. Nah, but seriously, I, I think the Cubs are a threat. Obviously, um, I don't know how the fuck they're gonna manage to pull that shit off because they're paying fucking Hayward. A gazillion fucking. I, that's another thing. How the fuck? I love Theo and I fuck with Theo, but Theo got to take some hits for that fucking Hayward contract. You gave this nigga one hundred and eighty-four million dollars, and this man is getting platoon with Albert Almora in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I told you. I totally agree. But get Theo the fuck. Get the thing. fuck out. And 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 I'm not a Johnny come lately. I I said it the fucking first day that deal was fucking signed. I was like, you gave Jason Hayward one hundred and eighty-four million dollars. Uh-huh. Uh Jason Hayward. Listen to what I'm about to tell you right now. Theo Epstein gets a pass for life. No matter what he does, he gets a pass for life. You might not agree. Oh, I understand. Yes, I do. You know, biggest curses in sports history, you can do what the fuck you want to do. I feel you. You can walk around the ballpark butt-ass naked. My nigga, I feel you. I feel you. Me and and Theo go back way back. Like, I fucks with Theo heavy. I understand that. And I respect Theo. And, and, you know, Theo, Theo deserves a mulligan. I mean, shit, what the fuck you've done with Theo? Like, hey, his resume, you deserve a mulligan. I still can't understand his logic. I don't, Jason Hayward must have naked pictures of this man or something. Like, I don't know what the fuck. You know, Theo must be Harvey Weinstein in disguise or some shit. Cause I don't understand how the fuck he finagled. <laughs> how, the, how the hell did he allow himself to get swindled and finagled by Jason Hayward with 184 men? I don't give a fuck how, I don't give a fuck how great he is defensively. He, he can't hit. He's, he's terrible. Again, Albert Almora, John Jay are playing over this man in a big spot in the postseason. I'm sorry. That's a guy that's making $184 million. Hey, man, he won the World Series, didn't he? Listen, man, sometimes it's just man. one or two plays, man. Listen. Oh, so that's that's what we basing it off? He won a World Series, nigga? Hey, man. Luis Soho won a World Series, okay? Theo can do what he wants to do. Charlie Hayes won a World Series. Is, is, that, is that a barometer now? Hey, man, listen. When you break the two biggest curses in baseball on sports history, hey man, you can do what the fuck you want to do. I feel you, man. You broke both of them. Maybe the na- maybe the maybe the Nationals should hire him, and maybe they'll break that curse. <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, I, I I hope that the Nationals hire him, and then I hope that the fucking Capitals hire him too, and then maybe both of those fucking loser ass franchises. <laughs> Hey, dog, hey, at least when we get to the playoffs, the very few times that we do, we get out of the first round. And, and, and then he can go over there to your Cornhuskers and, and help them out, too. Dog, okay. we need help. We need help. I know. I know. I know. That hurt. I know. Go ahead. Athletic director in Nebraska, you know? Hey, fuck that nigga. He should have been fired hiring Mike Riley. Scott Frost was right there. My man Scott Frost, who won our last national title, was right there. Right fucking there. Scott Frost basically said, I want the motherfucking job. Nope, no, we're not going to hire him. We're going to hire Mike Riley because he's a well-respected man. Get the fuck out of here. You serious? Oh, that sounds like, uh, you know who else had that call? Uh, just to get off subject for a minute. You know who else had that problem? Um, uh, Arkansas. 
So they had uh, what's the what's the, what's the oh shit, my wife's gonna kill me. Oh shit, the uh, the Auburn coach, Gus Malzahn. Oh, Gus Malzahn, yeah. So make a long story short, I know this is in the middle of it. Gus Malzahn coached my wife's brother. Okay. High, he was a his high school football coach. He's from Arkansas. Yeah. He, and he loves it. Arkansas has a vacancy. Gus Malzahn is loves the you know he's from Arkansas. He loves he wants to coach University. And they go get old buddy who's the coach for uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Brett Bielema. Yeah, Brett Bielema. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Now, hey, Brett Bielema's a good coach. I like Brett Bielema. I think no, he's a decent no, coach. No, no, no. No, no, no. What? No, you don't. You don't get that in the SEC, man. You just can't. You 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 got to get a win. Gus Malzahn just comes off of being an off score. What the fuck? Man. What the fuck is Gus Malzahn doing in Auburn? Okay, outside of that national championship appearance, which they sh- which they blew the game, they should have fucking beat the fucking uh, Seminoles. But wh- what is Malzahn? All I ever hear is Gus Malzahn is this genius offensive coordinator and offensive oh, no, guru, no, 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 and they so fucking. So you don't remember him being an offensive coordinator that won the national championship at Auburn? Yes, I remember that. Oh, but 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 what don't. what have you done for me lately, though? Gus Malzahn gets all this credit for being this 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 offensive genius, and every year I look up and Auburn can't score more than twenty points. And what has Brett Bielema ever done? He had good teams in Wisconsin. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. Has he ever won the national championship? Ever. No. Okay. So, so Gus, Ma- Gus Marson hasn't either. He won one as a... As a coordinator, yes. Sam Newton was if he wasn't for Gus Marson. Oh, okay, sure. Come on, man. Sure. You give it. You, all I heard this year was Jared Stidham was going to change Auburn around and this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 blah. Yes, they are, but they should be better. They should be better every year. Where's Arkansas? Unranked as they should be because they fucking suck. Yeah, because their coach sucks too. I just want you to know that. Hey, I'm not. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying Brett Bielema's, you know, uh, you know, Barry Switzer. I'm not saying Brett Bielema's Barry Switzer. I'm not saying that. You said because he's a good coach. I think. I think it a good. I just from the old Big Ten. Listen. You Big Ten guys just stick together. Listen, nah, man, it ain't even it ain't even about being in the Big Ten, bro. Like, listen, I think I think coaching coaching style. I think he just doesn't fit. I just think I think he doesn't fit the SEC. I think there's just certain times. I just think there's certain times. Like, look at Rich Rodriguez. Rich Rodriguez was a successful coach at West Virginia. He went to Michigan. It didn't work. It didn't work. You know, now he's doing now he's doing good things in Arizona. In Arizona, he's just he, you know sometimes it just didn't work. It did not yeah. work in Michigan. Sometimes you need to coach in less in uh, the lesser competition. You I agree. You know, sometimes it don't work. You just need to go back. Not, to it's not even it's not even the lesser competition. I just think that sometimes aesthetically, you know, the SEC that 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 old school I formation type, you know, coach just doesn't doesn't jazz well in the SEC. Now, the one thing about Arkansas, which, it, the, see, the main issue with Arkansas and Florida, and Florida, we can talk about McElwain getting fired. <laughs> this nigga making false, erroneous reports about, you know, his his life on this thing. This nigga, this nigga made it sound like his life was on the line. Like, this nigga was getting his, like, this nigga was getting uh, Biggie phone calls. Like, nigga, we gonna kill you, nigga. He tried to keep that. He was trying to keep that job. <laughs> I'm saying though, that nigga, was, that nigga was trying to, that nigga was trying to play the sympathy card like a motherfucker, wasn't he? He said, uh, "They trying to kill me." They trying to kill me, dog. They trying to kill my wife. They tried to kill my wife. They he, he pulled the Denzel move in American Gangster, my nigga. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
That nigga was trying to keep his job at all me by any means necessary, bro. It's not that serious. And no, but yo, Florida, but Florida did him so grimy though, because Florida was like, yo, we checked into it, we didn't find nothing. We found we found nothing to substantiate such claims. Wow. You know when they dropped that line. You know when they dropped we found nothing to substantiate those claims? You know they saying this nigga lying like a motherfucker. What's good with this buyout? You lying like a motherfucker. Sign this paper. Sign, sign this paper, dog. We gonna give you this two million. We gonna give you this two million. Lump sum, and you will get the hell about it. You, but you know what's the best thing about this Florida shit that's going on right now? Under the radar, and people don't know, I'm a true and true Notre Dame fighting Irishman. I'm oh, a man. But you know what? Every week when I see Florida lose, I just laugh at Malik Zaire. Still, you still, you still a little angry about that Malik Zaire shit, right? Yeah, because I was a big Malik Zaire fan. A huge Malik Zaire fan. <laughs> is he even playing now? Is he even playing? Or is that Ventura, Robin Ventura, Jack Del Rio looking dude uh, playing? You know, at the end of the game, he's trying to save him after they get down by like 28 this year. Dog, see, but, but, but back to my original point, man. That's the problem with Florida and Auburn and all these teams. They don't have a quarterback. It, it, college, college has really become like the NFL now in that sense, man. You need a quarterback. You really need not a quarterback really, now. No. You not, not really. I mean, you see. Nah, you, you do. You do. I mean, I'm not saying you need a fucking Tom Brady like in the NFL. Oh, you need an elite quarterback, but you need a, f- for college standards, I mean, you need a good quarterback. You need a good quarterback. The thing that's killed, the thing that's killed, the thing that killed uh, Florida was that they haven't had a good quarterback in a long time since Tebow. I mean, I think Jeff Driscoll, they was, they was, they had a hard on for Jeff Driscoll and we saw how that turned out. He was a fucking bum. You even need a good quarterback where you have to have an amazing offensive line. And defense. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if you have you seen in the No Dame games, I don't know if you've watched it. Like, Kyle Wim- Wimbush can't throw the ball more than 30 yards, man. He can't. Damn sure can't. He's a hell of an option quarterback. i tell you that shit. <laughs> but y'all offensive line. I mean, y'all always going to have an offensive, offensive fucking line. line. Yeah. yeah. It's NFL ready. Yeah. Of course. Like, and then y'all also got that tight end, too. Yeah. And then the running back. And then the running back is. is he should be in the running for the high. I don't know if they're giving them Heisman talk. They were talking about last week. They should be giving them Heisman talk, but you know, now it's gonna be hard to get. It's gonna be hard to get Bright, uh, Heisman love with uh, Bryce Love and uh, Saquon, dog. Saquon Barkley, Mister Overrated, but okay. Overrated? Whoa! Okay, sir. Okay, okay. Let let let's slow down here for a second now. Overrated? Yeah. How's he overrated? Honestly, I don't think he's overrated. But from your standpoint, what you were talking about. I said, okay. I said, I said, I, I, I put on Facebook the other day. I said, in my lifetime, from what I've seen, of course, I didn't see Tony Dorsett. I didn't see, okay. you know, I didn't see fucking uh, Barry Sanders ball out in Oklahoma State. I, so okay. that's, so I'm, I tried to, I tried to pare it down to that sense. Okay, from okay. what I've seen in my lifetime, I've been watching college okay. football since like 1994 or sometime around there. Okay, said I've seen. Saquon Barkley might be, might be the best running back I've ever seen. 
So, so you have in college, in college, of course. Yeah, and, and this is what the the, the the conversation was about. People, it was about the greatest running back you've seen in college football, only college in our lifetimes. Now, I, again, I can't go back. I can't go back to you know. I can't go back to to niggas that played in nineteen sixties. I can't go. I, unfortunately, I didn't see them. We get it. You didn't see Bo Jackson. We get it. You didn't see Hershey Walker. But you saw Reggie Bush. Come on, man. I mean, Reggie was that so, dude. He was that dude. But no, I think Saquon's no, better. No way. Not in college. You seen Ricky Williams? You you saw he wasn't even Lawrence Phillips, nigga. Like, Dog. To me, I was about to say Lawrence Phillips was was probably the second, third best running back I've ever seen. You, you, you this nigga ain't even Ron Dane. This nigga ain't holding jock straps like this nigga. Like when I, I even think Christian McCaffrey is been a better running back than Saquon Barkley. Like you you. You was outlandish with that. Like, come on. Outlandish, though? Outlandish, though, my nigga? Like, yo, come on now. Chill, bro. I'm a Notre Dame fan, like I just said. And to everyone knows if you're a Notre Dame fan, you hate everything that comes from USC. Everything. I've seen Reggie Bush beat teams by himself. I've seen Saquon Barkley beat teams by himself. No, nah, Saquon Barkley's not on the Reggie Bush level beat. Like, I, I remember the game we played... Uh, can't remember what the year it was. The push game. Everybody knows what I'm talking about with Matt Liner. Yeah, that, that bullshit-ass game, y'all. y'all. Yeah, and he pushes Matt Liner over. Should have been, been a flag. We should, he shouldn't have scored. Should have, would have, could have, nigga. Oh, oh, when was when 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 Chubby Checker was supposed to turn turn y'all, y'all fortunes around? Remember that? Shout out to... Uh, <laughs> Ain't that nigga like 600 pounds now? Shout out to Brady Quinn, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, I see... I see I, most people don't know, but we we kind of try to cheat in that game. We we let the grass kind of. You know how bad it was when Reggie Bush was in school. We used to let the grass grow when we played USC just to slow that nigga down. Real talk. They used to come in and because you know the higher the grass blades, the slower you are, you flitting or whatever. We used to let the grass grow just be, you know Reggie Bush is coming in this week. Nah, right, we gonna let the grass grow a little bit. We gotta slow this motherfucker down because we can't stop. No, nope, motherfuckers ain't going there to Saquon Barkley. I understand. I under. I understand. Oh, I'll get to Penn. Trust me, I'll get to Penn State in a second. Um, I'll get to it because I'm about to flame them. But, but I mean, look, Saquon. I look. Okay, was it a little bit premature? I I mean, hey man, hey hey, listen. I I okay, maybe not the best, but he's in the discussion. Yeah. Well, now if you would have said that, we'd have had a different conversation. You would have said, hey man, I think he's gonna be. Well, I think he's starting to enter this conversation. I think he is, man. I think he really. I think, I think he really is, man. I think he's really. Now, I think he really is starting to enter this that. conversation, man. I really do. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But when you just jumped him, yo, this is the best nigga ever. This nigga's he's better than sliced bread. Like whoa, big bread fill you up. That's good. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. It was a little. It was probably a little premature, but I mean, I'm just saying, man. The dude is a beast, man. The dude is a fucking beast, man. What can I say? The man is, the man is a, a, a fucking monster, man. It, uh, he's he's clearly the best running back in college. Okay, well, you agree with me then, because I because that comment came from something I seen on Twitter where they was talking about Saquon Barkley might be the best running back prospect to come out in the last five years. Do you agree he's better than Ezekiel and Todd Gurley? Oh yes, I think he is. I think he is. I don't know. Zeke was a beast at Ohio Zeke State. Zeke was a beast, but I, but I, I now the, I thought Ty Gurley was amazing at Georgia. Like, yeah, I think. Yeah, I thought Ty Gurley was amazing. Like I thought Ty Gurley think, was better than Zeke Elliott. But I think Saquon Barkley is more versatile than both of those. I think guys. he's better than Zeke Elliott right now in, in college. Ah, I, man, think I think he is. I think he is. I think he's more dynamic than Zeke Elliott right now in college. 
It's got this water. If y'all hear that buzzing in the background, it's this fucking water fountain that just keeps pumping water in the shit. But, but anyway, um, I think he's more dynamic than Ezekiel. Okay. I, I'm just compa- again. I'm just comparing him in college. Saquon Barkley oh. has not played a game in the NFL, so we have to keep that in mind. Yeah, of course. Well, just straight college. Straight college. Straight college thoughts. Uh, Gurley was always hurt in college too. Yeah, but ah man, you, Zeke, Zeke, you know that motherfucker. <laughs> you want national championship? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he's a world class women beater too. Come on, man. <laughs> what, man? Come on, man. The way he's supposed to be suspended. Yeah. yeah. That nigga keep avo- that nigga keep avoiding suspensions like I don't know how. Tom Brady was out of there, man. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga beating the shit out of bitches and, and, and avoiding suspensions like it ain't nothing. Yo, that reverse racism is real, man. <laughs> <laughs> that black privilege is a motherfucker, ain't it? <laughs> that nigga privilege is a motherfucker, ain't it? But uh, it's better than, oh, man, that's crazy. Like I don't know. I, I I would compare him. Like I said, I would compare Saquon Barkley more to Christian McCaffrey. Like if you really wanted to compare him, like, but he's better than Derrick Henry. Of course. <laughs> I know Alabama fans ain't gonna like that shit. Him and his, <laughs> him and his fucking uh, braids is hanging off by a thread, literally. Oh, or man, dreads man. or whatever the fuck he has on his head, looking like a fucking. Yeah. Hey man, I, you know you know me, man. I got I miss this, man. I miss it. You can't do this shit by yourself, man. Sometimes we, <laughs> you can't have this much fun talking shit by yourself, man. You gotta have somebody to bounce it off. Yeah, you gotta have this. Yeah, you gotta have somebody to bounce the shit off, man. I mean, but anyway, yeah. But um, I, like I said, I probably was a little bit premature, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I just feel like the dude is a beast, man. I mean, he's clearly. Although I will say, Bryce Love is a monster too, though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryce, Bryce Love, Love is, Bryce Love is a monster too. He's, we'll, he's. We'll see, how, we, we'll see how good he is at the end of November. End of November when Notre Dame come come call it. We'll Y'all come to Stanford? Yeah, we going to Stanford. Yeah, that's a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss, and they're gonna beat the shit out of y'all. Okay. They're Sounds gonna, good, man. They're gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. Y'all niggas is y'all niggas is overrated. Y'all nigga, I see this every year from Notre Dame, man. Every every y'all like y'all are like an eclipse, man, that comes around every four years, man. Like, I saw this shit like four years ago. Y'all was all hype. Y'all was all like, y'all was all gassed up. Oh, Notre Dame is back. You know, Era Parsegan, you know, this, that, and the other. Blah, 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 blah. The days of Nuke Rockney. Bah, 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 bah. We're gonna go right. We're gonna go here. We're gonna go. Oh, y'all niggas was hype. And then what happened? Y'all niggas, <laughs> y'all niggas got smashed in the national title game. So, hey. For like, what? Everybody at Alabama, and I want all Alabama's friends, fans to hear them niggas is on Royce and HGH, man. Them niggas is losing it, man. Yo, it ain't that, yo, it ain't that many big kids in the world, man. These niggas be coming the out. The niggas do got, the niggas do got some Mongoloids playing, dog. Yo, these niggas walk, like, yo, all them recruits come straight from prison. They be having no prison. They, they got the longest yard as they defensive yo, line. Yo, I'm not that big, and I'm 30. Like, these niggas is huge. Wait, what the fuck? Wait, nah, man. Niggas is 19 years old. Six five, two eighty. Like nigga, what the fuck? They look like they just got out of prison. Like yo, well signed up. They probably do, nigga. Hey, they probably. You know half. You know the half of the uh, Alabama alumni is is prison wardens and shit. (laughs) (laughs) X K K K Klansmen and shit. All them Wardens making back deals with Nick Saban as the referee. Like, I'll give you my nigger uh, if you. Um... <laughs> I ain't gonna do Nick Saban like that. I ain't gonna put him up there. Like that. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying. I'm talking about the Wardens, man. You know they got a bunch oh. of Jerry Jones out there. Oh, 
Jerry Jones, bitch ass nigga. But but I oh but I, oh oh I'm saving in a special flame, a special flame for an NFL owner in a little bit. But but um let's talk about Penn State, man. Um I'll I'll say this about Penn State, man. I'm giving love to Trace McShorley. I'm giving love to to Saquon Barkley. Um Penn State's gonna have some proving to do in my eyes. Cause the last two times now, in big games now, big games. I'm not talking about September 7th against Rutgers. I'm not talking about the random game against, you know, Iowa Iowa Country Tech. I, I, I'm not talking about those, you know, obscure opponents you face every other week and you smash them by 50 points. I'm talking about big games. And the last two big games that Penn State has played, <laughs> this past Saturday against Ohio State, and then the Rose Bowl in January, that defense did not show up. That defense has been torched. That defense has fucking gagged on themselves in big spots. Okay, that defense, that defense got lit up by that. De- that defense got lit up by Darnold. Okay, you want to say, well, Sam Darnold? It's not, it's not hard to get lit up by Sam Darnold. Okay, I'll give you that. These motherfuckers made JT Barrett look like fucking uh, Warren Moon. They made JT Barrett. They made JT Barrett into a quarterback, nigga. They made JT Barrett look like Brian Hoyer. JT Barrett stinks as a quarterback. He's terrible. He's horrible. He doesn't win big games. He can't throw. But hey, hey, against Penn State. Look like Drew Brees. Back against here. Penn State, he's fucking Drew Brees, Randall Cunningham, all rolled into one. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So I don't want to hear no shit from Penn State or Penn State fans. Y'all, y'all moment is done. Y'all are done, okay? Y'all, y'all moment in the sun is done, okay? I don't want to hear from y'all again this year. Until maybe a couple of these teams lose and then y'all sneak back into the national championship picture. I don't want to hear from y'all, okay? Because the biggest game y'all played, the biggest game of the season, y'all played and y'all defense spit it up for y'all. He gagged. Just gagged the fuck away. Cakey will be proud. Y'all niggas gagged, okay? So I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear nothing from Penn State fans talking to me. Oh, Penn State is No, I'm done. Over. That's it. No. Y'all go into the back of the room now, okay? Because y'all defense didn't show up. Y'all want to win a national fucking championship game? Y'all can't protect a fucking fourth quarter lead? I'm done. I want to say to all the Penn State fans out there, uh, you you had to know you was going to lose one of these games. You you had Michigan, Penn State, and then next week they got Michigan State. I'm not killing them for losing a game, though. I'm not killing them for losing. They kind of knew, like, I mean, it was a good game, competitive game. When you have a 15 point lead, when you have a 15 point lead, when you have a 15 point lead in the fourth quarter, week in, week out, I mean, Luke, 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 I understand, I understand, I, Luke, I understand that. Hold on, for one, let's give a shout out to Penn State for for coming back from the death penalty. Like, yo, on some real shit. Like, who thought we would be having this conversation this quick about Penn State? I, okay, that's a separate discussion, though. That's a separate discussion. Say, yo, Frank, Jay Franklin, shout out, shout out to the coaching staff down there at Penn State because y'all doing y'all thing on these lesser recruits that y'all got to get for the next, you know, coming on again for the next four or five years. Y'all probably still. So, with that being said, yeah, I agree with you. You are 15. You're, you're, and you're, and you're, and, 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 conversation. You just don't, you just don't take the shit out of you know being up. And Penn State's and Penn State, their only goal this year was to win a national championship. You know, don't tell, don't sell me on. Oh well, we still had a good. No, 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 no. It was, it was championship a bust for Penn State, and they still might win a national championship. They still might get into the playoffs. 
So I'm not writing him off completely. I, I want to be clear on that. I'm not writing him off completely because I'm not sold on Ohio State. I don't think Ohio State. But how the fuck is Ohio State number three? Number one, first of all, how how is how are they? If Oklahoma beat the fuck out of Ohio State in Columbus, how is Oklahoma tenth and 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 Ohio State three? Explain that to me, please, please, I totally agree with you. please explain that to me. Can can somebody explain that to me? Because I think what the comp- the committee's doing, they're gonna weigh the way you look at it. The way I'm looking at it with the committee. And most people won't say. I think they 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 want to position the, the three top the three top conferences in the Power Five to have somebody in the playoffs. That's the way they're they're positioned. Because people are going to bitch. But but just say that then. Just say that then. Don't be political. Just say that. No, they can. They can. Be honest. Be honest. We respect the no. Big Ten. We respect the SEC, and we respect the ACC. Although I don't think the ACC is in that discussion. Um. We respect those conferences more than we do the Big Twelve, and I think the Big Twelve is better than the ACC. So that's that. The, the, the I, logic itself is bullshit. I told, I told, because I think the ACC is trash. The ACC I, is top heavy little motherfucker. Well, yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I, I don't have, I don't have any arguments with you on this point, man. I'm just saying that I think that's the way they're setting it up. They're setting it up to be a certain way. They're setting it up so all the three big Power Five conferences can get it. And as you can see, they, that's why they. They're letting like there's no way I don't I don't I don't think Alabama's number one. I honestly think Georgia's number one. However, I mean strength of strength of schedule, Georgia should be number one. Yeah. However, you know, the competition committee and even the games they played have been tougher than Alabama games so far. Where they're positioning it, therefore, like you can't lose Alabama and or Georgia, you know? Let's say for instance, because I don't think everybody believes in Georgia at this point. Let's say for instance Georgia ends up having a hiccup at the end of the year, losing to Auburn next week or something, right? Mm-hmm. And then they still make it to the SEC championship game, and then they beat Alabama. They still have that factor in. They want Alabama in the, the college playoffs. It's good for money. It's good for revenue. Like, yeah. That, let's be honest here. Yeah. Ohio State's a, a big draw. You have to have them. Like, you have to have one big team in the state. I understand like, that. I, I get. I get. I get that. That this is a business, and I understand that. But I, I just don't understand the logic of it. I, I don't understand how you could tell me that we're going to consider the four best teams, and Ohio State is number three. You just, you just, you just don't want to be lied to. Yeah, that's my thing. Don't lie to me. Don't bullshit me. I, I can see with my own eyes. Of course, you're going to take. If it came down to Ohio State and TCU, you're going to take Ohio State. I get that. Like it was two years ago or three years ago. Remember the first time the fucking playoffs started? Four years ago, I think. I believe. I think it was like four years ago. Yeah, something like that. Three years. Four, three, four years ago. You know, when the, when the whole discussion came down to TCU, Baylor, and Ohio State, and Ohio State got in over TCU and Baylor. I get it. Ohio State is bigger than TCU and Baylor, all things considered. I get that. I understand that. I understand. But just come out and say that. Be honest with me. Don't bullshit me. Don't sit there. Don't sit there. Lie to my face. Bold face and say, well, we're talking the four best teams. How can you say that when Ohio State got drubbed? Drubbed by Oklahoma. Drubbed. I mean, you get the same. I mean... They lied to us with the BCS. You remember? Like, oh, it's a computer. Oh, I understand that, but this was supposed to mitigate. This was supposed to mitigate that. This was supposed to get rid of that. This was supposed to get no, rid of all that controversy. Long as there's there's dollars invested, you you will always get controversy. You will never get the four best teams in college football. The you know to to be a part of this every week thing and not projecting. All oh, humans are going to just pick the four best teams. If that was the case, USC should have played last year in the, in the playoff. You know, like we, I thought at the end of the year last year, USC is one of the top four teams in football, college football. I like agree. Can't look out. At the I end, agree. I'm looking at USC, I'm like, yo, nobody wants to play USC right now. Nobody. I agree. It's what they did to Penn State at the end of the year. Oh, they breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Judge denies preliminary injunction and reinstates Ezekiel Elliott's six game ban. This is bullshit, man. He shouldn't even play last week. 
I'm sorry, I had to laugh at that because I knew you was gonna be mad about this shit. But um, and if you listeners don't know, I'm a diehard Redskins fan, man. I be I bleed the burgundy and gold, man. Problems <laughs> all the Cowboys. So we hate everybody. Listen, uh, I got a I got a message. I got a message for Zeke. Uh, let it go, Zeke. Okay, that's now. That's 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 it. Serve your suspension. Be done. Serve your suspension while you can still come back and help your team. We're at. We're, what are we at now? We're at. What is it? Week uh week eight? Week eight? Yeah, it's a halfway mark. So it's week eight. Three and four, yeah. Next week will be week eight. So it's yeah. week week eight or week nine, right? So you could if you miss the six games right now, you could still come back, what, the end of the season and still have a no. role on this team? No, yeah, yeah, you're right. Six no, games. Ain't gonna be no good, man. Fuck that. No, nah, man, take your bias out of it, man. Take your bias out of it for a second. Fuck that. Man. Uh, <laughs> Just suspend him for all the next year too. Uh, Zeke, please. All right, take 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 your suspension. Go home. Okay, that's it. It's done. No, it's over. With. See, you fucked yourself. See, no. see, real talk. Zeke has fucked himself up, kind of, because he's put himself now in a situation now where he keeps fighting this, and the judges keep uh revoking these decisions. And what's gonna happen is he keeps he thinks he's winning because he keeps prolonging it and prolonging it. Well, eventually he's gonna fucking prolong it to the point where. One of these judges, I don't think he's going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court. Obviously, I don't think it's going to go that far. But I think eventually, like, let's say now he finally gets, he finally says, oh, okay, I'm not going to fight it anymore. Guess what? You just cost yourself six games in the heart of the fucking season for your team, dumbass. You should have just taken, you should have just, yeah, you should have taken, you should have taken, you should have taken, taken, it's week eight. So it's week eight now. You should have taken your suspension the first six games of the year. Okay, I'm, I understand you didn't want to fucking get suspended. I understand you want to fight it. I understand the chick is lying somewhat or, or is fabricating some of it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into all that. You should have just taken your fucking suspension at the beginning of the season and you could play right now. You could probably, you, you be getting ready to come back soon. Matter of fact, you be back already. Yeah, you've been back two weeks ago. So I, I, I yeah I don't understand I don't understand it I don't understand it so now he's fucked himself and now he's fucked the Cowboys because now if this shit if this shit does stand which I don't think I think they'll appeal it again if it does stand you're fucked now and the and the longer this is going see the, his hope is he could push it as farther out hopefully pushes it out to next year like Brady they want to make this a two year thing I don't think it's going to go that long because I don't I think I think Brady had a had a had probable cause to fight a suspension as opposed to Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott, like, nigga, ain't nobody in America believes that Zeke Elliott didn't at least put some hand on that fucking girl. Now, whether whether old girl is making shit up past that or is she fabricating or is she or is she getting or is she getting carried away with the shit? I don't know. But Zeke did something. He did something. So let's just put that back. Yeah. He's not even getting... See, that's what most people are, are don't understand. He's not getting suspended for uh, for actually putting his hands on a woman or that domestic violence issue. It's, it's the incidents that led up. Like, he had the domestic Yeah, it's a combination issue. of things. It's a combination and of things. He had the uh, thing that was publicized with him pulling the shirt, the girl's shirt down at the parade. Yeah. And then he had the assault thing at the bar. Yep. The fight that... The altercation that happened at the bar. So they're, they're just getting him on all of it. Like, you know what? You're getting out of hand, conduct unbecoming. That's what they got him for the conduct. Exactly, exactly. 
Exactly. That's what it is. Conduct detrimental to the to the league, and that's the six game suspension. So it's all rolled in one. So if the domestic violence stuff end up being true, they're like, oh yeah, we already got you for that. But we got you for those other things also. So that's the they just got them all wrapped up in one. Like, all right, here you go. Because I hear a lot of Cowboys fans like, well, he didn't even touch the woman. So what do you got to say about him pulling the girl's shirt down in public at the parade? Oh, well, she wanted to have whether she wanted to have on that. Like, like you got it. You're in a, you have the one of the faces of your franchise exposing a woman's breasts on national. Like, it's, it's caught on camera. Like, yo, like it was the news channel that was covering that shit. Like, dude, what are you doing? And then in all season, you get into a fight at a bar. Like, what are you doing? Like, dude, like, like, are you are you not taking it serious? Like, you think this is cool? Like, okay, all right, Pac Man Jones, we're gonna show you. <laughs> Cause that's what he's heading. He's heading to be Adam Pac-Man Jones out here. Like, yo. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely is. He absolutely is. He's he's fucking up. He, he I I've already I've already ranted and flamed his ass before, so I'm not gonna get to that. But he's just, yeah. If I was Zeke, I would just take this shit, go with it, and just be done with it. Cause you're hurting your team right now. Cause if you get to, yeah, if you who keep are pushing, your fucking friends, man. Like, who are these motherfuckers that keep allowing you to get in fucked up situations? Like, nigga, reevaluate yourself. Like, yeah, don't know Exactly. That's the problem with these little niggas, man. They don't got, they, their circle is fraudulent. They got a bunch of hanger-ons and niggas that don't really have their best interests at heart. So, then they you fuck see, around it. You see these niggas. Like, get some niggas around, well, get some guys around you that, that think different than what you think. Don't, don't, don't bring the same people. And I'm not saying just already a whole, your whole, uh, your past and all your friends. No, no, but just get some different-minded people around. Some people that really give a fuck or, or care what's going on in your life. I like, feel it, are, yeah. Like, how is this even possible? Yeah. How many seminars, how many, like, you know, this ain't the 1970s and 80s, man, where everything happened in the, in the closet and you didn't know what was going on. Like, you see this every weekend, every week, every year, man. The same shit happens every year. And these dummies go through the same situations. I agree. I agree, man. I completely agree. I completely agree. I can't, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say any better myself. You know what I mean? Like, I, I agree. But we, we uh, yeah, uh, we can rant on Ezekiel Elliott and every other fucking dumbass NFL player that keeps getting in trouble. Um, yeah, my recommendation to Zeke, though, is, uh, bruh, let it go. Let it go, man. Let it go, cause you're you're hurting yourself right now. You want to talk about this uh, Houston Texan shit? With with Houston Texan shit, what's going on? The fucking ownership. I I got a lot to say about that shit. I got a lot on my mind about that bullshit. The fucking Bob McNair situation. If you guys don't know, uh, Bob McNair uh, was quoted in a in a meeting with the players and owners, basically saying that we've got to get the situation under control. The inmates, and I quote, the inmates are running the prison. Now, first of all, he fucked up the fucking expression from the start. It's the inmates running the asylum. But he said the prison. Yep. Um. So he fucked that up. But here's my thing with this whole 
owners. And, and then, of course, after that was released and, and, you know, that became a big ass media firestorm, you know, players, you know, DeAndre Hopkins walked out of practice and, you know, players this, you know, complaining and tweeting, oh, this is bullshit. Reggie Bush, this man has to go, you know, a couple guys and, you know, left practice, this, that and the other it became this big old firestorm. My first reaction was it was, why are y'all surprised? Why is this? Why is this a controversy? First, oh, an NFL owner said something borderline racist and stupid. Why is this? Uh, a, why? Why is this a surprise? First of all, first of all, the God Jerry Jones, the the God of the NFL, Jerry Jones, said something similar a couple weeks ago yeah. that didn't nearly get enough play. Jerry Jones said something similar to this a couple weeks ago. They all think alike. Anybody who 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 actually wants to sit here in 2017. And think that these NFL owners care about these players or or look at these players as anything but fucking cattle or sheep or slaves. I'll go I'll go as far as saying slaves. It's fucking it's fucking idiotic and moronic and ignorant. Of course they look at their players like that. Of course they do. Why would you be surprised? That's why the NFL Players Association has no power because they've never had power. These owners have always had power over these players. That's why they're going to get away with not paying them guaranteed contracts. And I get why they don't get them guaranteed contracts. Zach Miller being the perfect example. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not, I'm not getting them for that. But anybody who sits there and wants to act surprised and shocked and appalled that Bob McNair, the, the esteemed Bob McNair, who, by the way, of all the 32 owners who, 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 who contributed and supported Donald Trump's campaign, he, he had the highest contributions. Mr. Bob McNair himself. Yep, that's him. Supported all uh, Mango Unchained. <laughs> so, so this idea that we're going to act shocked and stunned and appalled and, oh, my God, Bob McNair, and he has to go, and he has to, you know, and, 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 why? Why are we shocked? Jerry Jones said the same thing. He said the same thing. A little bit nicer, a little bit more, you know, a little bit more stomachable, I guess. But he said the same thing. All these owners think alike. All these owners think alike. Ralph Wilson, the Rooney family, the Marrow, they all think alike. Yes, some are nicer than others. Some are more respected. They all think alike. Dan Snyder, Woody Jones, they, these niggas all are cut from the same cloth. They all think alike. So please, let's, let's stop with this, with this outrage, this false outrage. Please. And another thing, these players, oh, they're all hurt. They're upset. DeAndre Hopkins leaves practice. You know, how... Oh, and they all decided to, out of, out of, you know, 53 guys, you know, 43 of them decided to kneel and the other 10 decided to stand. How about this? How about those 43 guys just don't show up? How about they don't play last night or yesterday? That's showing me something. You so outraged. You so angry. You so hurt by Bob in there. Why don't you start hurting his pockets? Well, you know, the same thing should I, you know, uh, I said the same thing about the Clippers a couple years ago when the whole Donald Sterling situation had popped yeah, off. Yeah, well, you know that. When that playoff game went off and all that. Yeah, and they took their fucking, they took their warm-ups off and threw them on, on at half court. No, 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 no. Don't throw your, don't take your, don't take your warm-ups off and, and throw them half court. No, don't play. Don't play. That's, that sends a bigger message. Don't play. Well, I agree, but I have to say this, like, so for all these people who were like, oh, he was misquoted or, you know, the saying, it makes run asylum because a lot of people are trying to take up for Mr. McNair. I'm not going to disrespect Monella, but I, I, I one thing I have to tell people, especially my non-African American listeners, is, and when I say that, I mean white listeners. 
Bob McNair is a 79-year-old white man. Billionaire white who was born in the 1930s. Yeah. So why are we expecting him to think any other way? From the South. I don't, I don't expect any 80-year-old white man to think any other way. Now, when I find that person, or 75-year-old, or 60-year-old, when you speak, when you think a different way, I'm like, okay. But you, I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt because and you, you don't remember America in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s? Like, like America is what it is. You're not going to tell me some 79-year-old white man is a racist. Like, you're going to have to prove it. Like, you're just not going to tell me because I know what you were taught. I know what America was when in the 1950s when you were 18, 19, 20 years old. I know what America was. You know, for all the white listeners out there, you know, you know, ML Martin Luther King was killed in the in the sixties. You know, and Malcolm X assassinated by Americans, white Americans. You know, so. Well, Malcolm not, was killed by his own his own people, so, so that's so what we correct that. Right? that. That's what you learned. That's what you, that's what they taught you in history, right? I mean, but yeah. me, I do my own research. You know, I, I do my own. There's no way someone shot you from the floor when actually the bullets came from above. Malcolm X was shot from above, not below. His people were in the pulpit below. Someone shot Malcolm X from above. Bullets were going down into Malcolm X, not upward. I'm just saying. Crazier things have happened. They they tell you you don't get killed, but ain't nobody. We know who killed. We, I mean, it was a list that came out that, that Hoover had. And I ain't talking about the vacuum cleaner. I'm talking about this guy who led the FBI, the one that the, the reason why we have social security numbers. The trackers. But that's that's on another subject. But it was a list he had with people, influ influential people on his list that he wanted to kill. The leader of the FBI, the guy who created the Federal Bureau of Investigations, he had a list of people who needed to be killed. And it, I'm, I'm just going to name three names that were on the list. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and John F. Kennedy. And is a coincidence all three were assassinated? Within, within, within five years of each other? Hey, uh, listen. I don't lift the gift horse in the mouth. I'm just saying. I feel you. I feel you. It's, it's a, but you can't tell me there's no, this 79-year-old white billionaire isn't racist. Like, and he doesn't look at his athletes or the athletes that play for his team as anything other than, like you said, cattle or or inmates. Like, what a word to use at this, at this heightened, at this heightened time of sensitivity. You know, like, dude, like, you really want to use the word inmates. We already having this problem of, of, of divisiveness in America between African Americans, uh, Hispanic Americans, and White Americans. You know, we we are having this this this, this separation between minorities and, and majorities. We already having it, the separation. No, no you, you don't need to add to it, man. It's already here. You know, the, the leader of the free world is, is is one of the guys who comes out in Charlottesville and say there was bad people on both sides. <laughs> you were like, what the fuck? Like, you, you just can't denounce the KKK? Like, you just can't say, hey, man, this shit should have never happened? We should never have that much bigotry and hatred in our hearts towards other Americans? But now we have bad people on both sides. But it's hard, to, it's, it's, it's hard, it's hard to say that when you, when you agree with what happened. You agree with the views that are being, being spewed. Yeah, I know. I, I totally understand it. Like, it's not hard for me to see when a, a when a black person robs a white person or a black person does something harmful to a different race and I, I look at my yes that's dead wrong like whatever he gets he deserves like he shouldn't have did that he shouldn't have robbed those people he shouldn't have shot that person 
He shouldn't have did this though that, that in the third. Like, he deserves what he got. It's not hard for me to do that. Like, you know, if it's a black uprising, if it's like like they're quick to say, hey, the Black Lives Matter movement is should be a terrorist group. They what what gets that in the third, but we look at the KKK like, well, just a bunch of white rednecks acting acting a, a foolish again. No, motherfucker, it's a terrorist group. Amen. They want to, they want to kill America. a Christian terrorist group at that. Let's let's put let's let's yeah, let's. They, they don't just want to kill black people. They want to kill Americans. Why don't why aren't all Americans upset that they want to kill Americans? Like I don't get it. Like what part of this aren't we understanding? But you but you want the black person, the black man, the Hispanic man and woman. You want you want the other ethnicity, the Chinese or the Asian or or whoever it is. You want them to say, "Oh, we're American. We're in this together." But when it's against us, it, it doesn't really matter, you know? Like, but yeah, back to Bobby here. I think, you know, I, I, I don't agree with the players, like, because if you were in for it in the beginning, you should still be in it. Don't just make this a solid, like, a a, a, a solitude effort to come together, like, oh. Yeah, that's another thing, man. They swagger Jack and Kaepernick shit, man. Like, I, I don't, yeah. I, yeah, I don't like that shit. Now we're going to kneel. Well, like, well, we're not, not any, when none of them supported Kaepernick too. That's another thing. None of them niggas stood up for Kaepernick when when the shit first popped off. Out, outside of a handful, none of them supported Kaepernick. They was all too scared. They was all too scared and gutless and cowardly to fucking support. Oh, I ain't fucking with my money. That's basically what they all said. But oh, but now all of a sudden it's trendy. Now it's cool. Now you want to fucking be Malcolm X and get your and get your uh and get your black power on. Fuck out of here, man. Y'all I fake. Totally, I totally agree. I think if you're a person. Like I, we said, I said the same thing about Ray Lewis. His his coward ass. If, if you're gonna say I won't do it, then don't do it. Stand for what you what you believe. Exactly. In. You know, you know if, if you believe in it, you believe in it. It's your belief, no one else's. So if you believe, hey, this is the way it should be. This is the way it should be, man. A man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. And that's what that's what I'm starting to understand. People do, do things because they're cool as a fan. Like, all right, I'll do it. Like, no. If that's what you truly believe in, then do it. And if you don't, just stand by your fucking words. Man. I completely agree. Would have thought nothing. Nobody would have thought nothing different if if players would have just stood like, "Hey, I'm just not gonna do it on an anthem. I'm gonna do it some other way." Like you said, not play. I'm not playing this. Just not showing up. I don't give a fuck what you take my game check. I don't care. Exactly. Like, okay, his words meant that much to you, like that you really did something about it. But don't just do something that everybody else is doing. Make your own stand. Exactly. Be your own being. It's just like, you know, the villain no waiver situation that went through in Pittsburgh. Most people who, who support the Kaepernick situation or whatever, and I'm a supporter of the Kaepernick situation, however, I wouldn't have took a knee. I, I totally commend villain the waiver. They're like, man, fuck that shit. I'm going out here for the flag. It means that much to me. And it means that much to that man. He he took a stand. Like, hey, I'm never going to kneel. I that The country means that much to him. The flag means that much to that individual. That that's what he does. And I commend them for it. Like, yo, yo you got to commend Villanueva. It means a lot to him. But but all, on the same token, I, I haven't heard Villanueva say, well, Kaepernick's a piece of shit. He shouldn't yeah, kneel. He should, you can kneel for the anthem and still say, you know what? I understand what's going on. I understand why yeah. they're dealing. And that's their right. I don't have to agree with it necessarily, but I understand and I respect it. That's it. That's 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 the debate. That's it. But but I'm I'm just I, I get so infuriated with the media reaction and the and the society we live in now. It's the same thing with the fucking Guriel thing. We're so quick to fucking, you know, get offended and get outraged. 
about shit that doesn't. I'm not gonna say that this didn't matter because the comment was stupid and it was offensive and it was and, and the same thing with Gurriel. I make that clear. I think what he did was stupid. Did it deserve a fucking five game suspension next year? Did it deserve outrage? Did it deserve motherfuckers getting you know? Oh my God, Rob Manfred is is supporting a racist and blah blah blah. No, it didn't deserve all that. We have too much shit going on in the world. We have fucking a healthcare system that's hanging on by a thread. We got a president who's a fucking nutcase and a criminal. Happy indictment day, by the way, motherfucker. Um. Um, you know, we, we got people losing their jobs left and right in economy that's up and down, up and down, up and down. We can't, we, we still can't get the fuck out of Afghanistan 15, 16 fucking years later. We're still in Afghanistan. Like we got shit going on in this country, but we're worried about, you know, you know, Yuleski Goriel making fucking slangy eye or chinky eyes towards, uh, you Darvish. You know, we're, we're, we're outraged about Bob McNair making a stupid ass comment. An NFL owner, a billionaire who, who, who was a supporter of Donald Trump made a stupid ass borderline racist comment. Of course he did. Why are y'all surprised? Why are y'all surprised? But what outrages me the more, what, what really gets me fucking upset is these fucking players. Oh, I'm so offended. I have to leave practice. No, motherfucker, don't just leave practice. Don't show up for game day. Don't play. Don't play. And we'll, and we'll see, and we'll see, we'll see how quick shit, uh, pops off. We'll see how quick shit pops off. Don't play. Don't play. And I know what people who, who listen to this will say, oh, when have you ever given up your game check? When have you ever given up your paycheck to stand up for what's right? Blah, blah, blah. And you're right. I probably haven't. I probably haven't. But I'm also not an NFL athlete making millions of dollars. I'm also not that person. They have a platform. They have they have the ability to do that more better in a better situation than I am. Now, of course, I get it. The backup offensive lineman may not be able to get away with that shit. I get that. We all get that. But DeAndre Hopkins, if DeAndre Hopkins said, yo, you know what? Fuck Bob in there. I'm not playing. Fuck him. Take my game check. I don't give a fuck. Suspend me. I don't give a fuck. And if, all, and if 30 other motherfuckers in that locker room would have said the same thing, guess what? Guess what would have happened? You can't suspend 40 motherfuckers. You can suspend maybe one, two, maybe five guys you could get away with suspending. You can't suspend a whole fucking unit. Yeah. I totally agree. What? Yeah, that just that should just hold that 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 outraged me, man. That and the Goriel thing. I mean, we sitting here about the blasts. This man is a. Does anybody really believe that Uleski Goriel is a fucking racist or that he's a fucking you know, uh, 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 you know, an Asian hater? Like seriously, he did something stupid. He did something stupid because you should. Ha- and I blame the athletes today when they do something stupid. I blame the athletes in today's world because you should have more situational awareness. You have to understand that everybody has a camera now. Every every phone has a camera. There's smartphones everywhere. Fox and national televised broadcasts have cameras in every fucking. I mean, they they put a camera in people's assholes if they could get away with it. I mean, any way that you could get access to, they do it. So so you have to understand that. And you have to be aware of that. Now, I don't think he meant to do it in malicious. If you if you if you listen to the interview that he gave, he gave one in Spanish. He said he'd never gotten a hit off an Asian pitch of an Asian pitcher, and he played in and he, and he played in the Japanese league. So he had never gotten off a, a, a hit off a, a, a Asian pitcher. And his and his and his zeal and his celebration of finally doing something big against an Asian pitcher, he did that. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm, I think it was stupid. I think it was wrong. Let's leave it at that. Let's not overhype things. That's my thing. Let's not make things more than what they are. Well, I think though we're in we're we're in a, a space or in a time where everything is always over, uh, over we're overzealous for everything. Another podcast that I listen to says calls it the pussification of America, and that's what it is. It's the yeah. pussification of America. So we're overzealous about every little thing that happens. Now I don't want to call it little because I'm not Asian, so I don't like I, I I don't feel any way about it, or I feel as though he shouldn't have done it. I think it was in in, in discolor and distaste. Yeah. To, to do that at that moment. 
Now, what I do believe is, Manfred, you have to make a stand. Either you're going to suspend him or you're not. Uh, you can't go into the you're suspended next year for the first what five six games mm-hmm. because it didn't it didn't happen in 2018. It happened this yeah. year. If yeah. you do it, you yeah. have to suspend. Him I agree. The next I agree. Like if you if you're gonna do it, you like okay, this is the line we stand, and then you're suspended. Like I don't want to hurt the other 24 players. I seen this little this little pussy ass press conference. And I'm like, yo, man, the fuck up. Like no, you can't. You cannot say it's a next year penalty. This is the same you know the same thing we had a couple of years about. Go about the Draymond Green conversation. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing they had with the uh, the Amari Stoudemire suspension when when Phoenix was on fire. If you're gonna do it, you have to do it now. Like, you can't say, "No, we're gonna wait till next year." Or we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And I get it. You're trying to set this precedent. So, like, if you do something that is racially insensitive, that this is this is the the uh, the punishment for that. You have to set the precedent. So, what's gonna happen? Right. You have to. This is our mark. But you can't also say I'm going to push it all the way to next year. Because what happens if this happens next year, right before the playoffs? You do like, oh, we're going to wait till next year? Or you're going to suspend them for the, for the beginning of the playoffs, and then the player's going to say, hey, man, last year you ain't suspend nobody for the World Series. Like, like, like you're putting yourself in a, in a bad position. So. I completely agree. I completely agree, man. I completely, completely, I couldn't agree with you anymore, man. I completely agree. And I guess since we talk about Uleski Goriel, man, I guess we could we could wrap it up talking about last night's epic game. Um I I'll start, man. Uh I I think it definitely is one of the great it's probably the greatest World Series game that in my lifetime that I've ever seen. Um again, I can't go back to nineteen sixty game seven, um, the Mazarowski home run, obviously. I can't go back to that shit. So yeah. I can't go back to that. I can't go back to some of the fucking games, even my own Mets games. With with eighty six, I can't go back to that. Of course, I've seen them in retrospect, obviously, but it's nothing like when you see it live and in person, and you can kind of see it in real time and diagnose it and and you know digest it. But um, this is the greatest World Series game I've ever seen, and this might be the best game of any sporting event. I challenge anybody to give. This is the best sporting event that I've seen in the last ten years. I challenge anybody to give me a game. Maybe USC Texas for the national championship eleven years ago. I'll put on that level, um, you know, uh, uh, big games. I'm not talking about regular season games. I mean, you got you got to put something of comparison. You know what I'm saying? You can't okay. compare a game five of a World Series to, you know, a college football game in September. That, that That's not fair. Um, look at the stage. Look at the, the what was on the line. The only other game I put on I, I put on that level was maybe SC Texas. Maybe SC Texas. Um, I can't think of anything else. I can't. Maybe game seven of... Uh, or maybe game six of uh, Spurs and uh, Heat is on that level. Maybe, maybe game seven of Cavs Warriors a couple years ago. I, those are the only ones that I that come to mind that I can think of. No NFL games. I mean, maybe Super Bowl. Uh, you know, maybe Super Bowl. Maybe the first Super Bowl with the Giants and the Patriots. You could put on that level. Um, I outside- think you can put. I think you can put the last Super Bowl on that level. Well. Uh, not on that level. I don't. Th- I don't think. I mean, the com- the comeback was epic, but I I don't think you could put the entire game on that level. Like I don't because because really when you think about it, for three quarters it was a blowout. Yeah. Okay. And then and then, yeah, is it for, if from you can say that about this game too because the first four. Yeah, but I mean before before but but you know in ba- I mean you've watched baseball long enough. Four nothing lead ain't exactly a blowout necessarily. Yeah, but I'm just saying you can you can put that on the Yeah, you can. I mean, you can make caveats for little different things, but I mean, I just kind of going back, just kind of going back to 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 just kind of getting it all in one page. I I think this is the best uh game I've seen all year and best game I've seen in the last 10 years. This was an amazing game. 
I mean, it had everything. I mean, it, I know people like to, you know, rag on baseball. It's boring. It's that, I mean, that you could shut that shit down. If you watched last night and you don't like baseball or you don't respect baseball, then then you're not a sports fan because that yeah. that that was sports last night. That had yeah. that had that had a comeback. That had dramatics. That had you know the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. That had everything that you're looking for in sports. Everything, everything. I'm sorry. You know, if you don't like baseball, you rather watch you know you know Cavs Knicks. Hey, God bless you. You know what I'm saying? But this this is this was sports last night, man. It was an amazing game. I think the Dodgers are done. I think the Dodgers are done, and I think they lost this series in game two. I think Roberts with that. See, see, this is this is the problem with the Dodger formula and the formula that a lot of MLB teams do with this bullpen, with where you know with this rush to to bring in 45 different relievers. When these guys are off, that fucks up your entire plan. Because the the, the 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 bullpen by committee, you know, you know, bringing in fourteen guys to you know pitch a ball game, you know, that that's all fine and dandy when it works. You know, you bring in Brandon Morrow in the fifth inning, bop, 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 he strikes out a couple guys, great, works. You know, you bring in you know Maeda, he strikes out a couple guys for an inning or two, bop, it works. Then you bring in Jen, you know, it works perfectly when everything goes according to plan. But when a guy gets roughed up or a guy doesn't have it or this, it just throws everything into a loop. It just throws everything. And I think that this series, if the Dodgers lose this series, which I think they will, because I think, I think after last night, it's hard not to pick Houston. With that momentum, with that, with that, with that feeling, and then they got Verlander on the mound, um, it's hard to not see Houston winning. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Dod- if the Dodgers force a game seven. I wouldn't be surprised. But right now, I'm going to say Houston's going to win this in, in, uh, tomorrow night. But whatever. Um, you know, I think if, if the Dodgers go on to lose this series, like I think that they're going to go do. I think they're going to I think they're going to forever look back at game 2 and taking out Rich Hill after 5A. I, I just I didn't understand it then. I will never understand it now. I mean, what is I just I I I don't get it. He lost that series. He lost that series. And 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 and, and, and before I let you speak, my bad. I I'm done with Clayton Kershaw. I I'm done. I, I I'm done. Clayton Kershaw now. Clayton Kershaw now. He's going to get some heat from me for the rest of his career now. I don't want to hear about how great Clayton Kershaw is. Uh, he can win every ERA title from now to the year 2025. He can win 40 games a year. I don't give a fuck what he did. He can win 16 Cy Youngs. I don't care. From now on, he is the Peyton Manning of baseball. Okay? you He he has he, he's probably the best pitcher that I've seen pitch in a long time. Maybe it's Pedro and Randy Johnson. It, it's over. I don't... Until he wins a fucking big game, he is... He is... It, it wasn't a big game. It was no pressure in game one. It was no pressure. No, 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 no. Let me, let me finish. Let me, fi- let me finish my little, let me finish. Dude, we know how you feel about the guy. We know how you feel about Clay. We, we know it. I mean, it, it doesn't matter that he's won. His team was one to seven out of the last eight Dog, games last dog, I'm, I'm wrong? I'm, Am I wrong, though? I'm, you think I'm wrong for, for being this hard on, on Clayton Kershaw? Yes. Okay, I, go ahead, finish. Go ahead, finish. I want to tell you. I want to tell you facts, not opinionated in how I feel. Seven out of the last eight playoff games, Clayton Kershaw has pitched. The Dodgers have won. Game one of the World Series is a big game, big thing. If it's not, why are we watching the World Series? Won't we just watch the last game of the series to watch? What you saying all that? And you're 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 a baseball fan, so you have to say game one was a huge game. Now, yes, he does. He isn't the most clutch pitcher of all time, and I think the clutch gene. People are like, oh. You have to have this. 
I want you to go out there and pitch six scoreless innings, seven scoreless innings. No, that Houston lineup is fucking the, probably the best lineup since the 04 Boston Red Sox team. With Manny uh, Ramirez and uh, Big Poppy and Dustin Pedroia when he was still young. Like, that's a great lineup to go four, four and a half innings with no hit, like one hit. Like, that's a great lineup. Now, I get it. You're saying Clayton. Now, I get it. Clayton Kershaw is considered to be above average. He's supposed to be on a different level from other pitchers. Like, he's supposed to be the modern-day Sandy Koufax. But, with that being said, you have to understand, Clayton Kershaw isn't battling uh, uh, Matt Scherzer or, 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 or these other pitchers out here. He's battling ghosts. Like LeBron would say, you're battling ghosts. When you're battling the greatest to ever play in the game, like the great Maddoxes of the world, the Randy Johnson, the Pedro Martinez, like you said, of the world. It's a different argument we're having. So you, like, does this downgrade your, your belief that he can be the greatest of all time? Well, maybe. I, I can't argue with that. But you can't say, like, he's not in the conversation or just because he had a bad game here, he had a bad game four years ago. I can't. Yo, he pitched four, four stellar innings against the best lineup in baseball, hands down. This is the best lineup in baseball. There's no, there's no arguing about it. Agreed. And, and you're going through that lineup two to three times, and then you already pitched the game one where you gave up one hit and one run? Like, come on, B. Like, that's tough, B. That's tough. Now, with that said, I get it. He blew a four-over lead. He, he blew two leads. He blew two leads. I, he should he should have held on, and shit happened. Now, in that game, like you said, well, let's get back to the, like you said, I'm not the hugest baseball fan. I love, I like baseball. I've grown to love it. So that game last night, like you said, was like, that's probably the best. This has been the best series since I believe the 04 Boston Red Sox coming back and beating the Yankees. I agree. Like, this has been the best series I've watched. I completely agree with you. Since then. Like, I, like I'm, I'm fucking, like, I'm, I'm glued to the team. Like, and I have no stake in it. Like, you know, like you said, the Nationals have already been kicked out the playoffs. <laughs> Long <laughs> ago. <laughs> but yeah, man, like this series has everything you want. Like it has everything you want as a sports fan. It has the, when you think you know who's going to win, and then the next team comes out and pulls out this fucking miracle. And you're like, what the fuck? Like it has your it has your heart and your jaw just going back and forth. So, uh, last night was an awesome game. I, I Like I said, this is the best... This is the best game, and we've we've had great moments in the last couple of years that make you kind of mm-hmm. uh, not enjoy this moment as you should. We have the Le block they call the LeBron James block, and the, and the big shot by Kyrie in Game Seven, and then you have you know the comeback for the Patriots <clears throat> last year's Super Bowl. But I agree with you. This has been the best series I've seen probably since. I don't want to even say the Golden State in, in Cleveland series because a couple of those games were blowouts. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Blowouts. So this has been the best series, like I said, since 2004, Boston and New York. This has been the best series I've seen since Boston and New York when the Red Sox finally overcame the curse. Like, so within the last 13 years, this has been the best baseball series, best series period I've seen in the last 10, 15 years. And no question. Not even, the best sporting events I've seen in the last, and I'm not a huge baseball fan. Football is number one to me, like as you know. Yeah. So this has been the best, com- the most competitive, intriguing series I've seen in the last 15 years, man. 
And I, I'm drawn in every game. And, and, like that's, and that's big of you, because like I said, you like you said, you're not a big baseball fan, so that's big yeah, of you. I've just grown to love baseball. And it's... And it's to have no stake in it. You know, some games you just have no stake in yeah. You really don't care. Yeah. You know, like the, the New England and, and Atlanta game. Like, I watched the Super Bowl, but I wasn't intrigued at the end. Like you said, like, oh, whoever won, won. I really didn't give a fuck. I love Tom Brady. I want Tom Brady to win, but I really don't have, you know, it's, eh, whatever, you know. Wizards aren't playing in the, in the, in the NBA Finals. <laughs> LeBron yeah. isn't playing in the NBA Finals. I really don't care. Like, oh, well, whatever. It happens, it happens. But this series, like, I'm drawing in. Like, oh, shit. Like, I'm, I'm emotionally attached to something. that Like, it's like being emotionally attached to a kid you've never beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, you would never see. Like, I'm emotionally attached for some odd reason. And I don't know why. <laughs> it's but, crazy. Yeah. This is a great series, man. People who aren't watching don't like baseball like you said might think baseball is boring you should tune into these games and absolutely say, oh shit this is what makes baseball so interesting even though it's a long game you don't have to yeah, click in on the fifth in the fifth inning the sixth inning like you said i think it's a great series man i think if houston goes to game seven you have a problem so if you want to kill the dodgers kill them now uh the, the, the thing the dodgers do have going for them the next two games are at home so, uh, you have that going for you with game six and game seven being in LA. With that being said, you got to get to them now. You got Verlander going to game six. So, this is your best bet. And this is what Verlander was bought to Houston for. So, I mean, what a pickup. You know, like at the, at the end, what a. And, and the crazy thing is, and I read something on, on SI today that um, he wanted to go to the Dodgers. That was his first choice. Yeah. That was the only team that yeah. he would really waive his, do, his no trade clause for, was the Dodgers. And they didn't want him. Yeah. They is, didn't want you know, him. Beyond stupid, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want that ace? But uh, here we are, uh, game six in L.A. Just to, I, you know, I think Verlin is going to pitch, pitch a gem. I think he's really, you know, I love Justin Verlin. I think he's fucking awesome. So, uh, so you think you think the Astros close it out tomorrow? I think they close it out tomorrow. If they don't close it out tomorrow, they lose. The they lose the series. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this this is their this is their shot. You have you have your guy on the hill. You have the guy that you went, the, the guy you wanted on the hill. Guy you you wanted since the beginning of the year. This is the guy you you traded for to be there for this moment. Justin Verlander loves the moment. He's a spot guy, and uh, this is it, man. I agree with you. Now, the only thing I disagree with you, and I'll go back to the, my Kershaw rant for a second. Uh, when you make thirty, when you make thirty-one million dollars, yeah, thirty-one million dollars now, and I and you wanted to give me stats. You felt good about giving me stats. I'll give you stats. Four times the Dodgers have faced elimination with Kershaw on the mound, and they've lost every single time. And it hasn't been like, oh, he's pitched nine innings and they've lost one nothing. No, 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 no. Last year against the Cubs, he was fucking bombed. A couple of games in those Cardinals series, he was bombed. Against the Mets a few years ago, he didn't pitch well. All I'm saying is when you make $31 million and everybody, everybody in the baseball world crowns you as the greatest pitcher of your era, of your generation, can I? I'm not saying you got to go out there and be Madison Bumgarner in the postseason a couple years ago. I'm not saying you have to do that. But can I expect more in a game five, in a 2-2 series? When you have a four nothing lead and then a and then a seven to four lead for you to hold that lead and give me at least six to seven innings is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask? That's all I'm saying. I'm I'm not saying go out there and be fucking you know Madison Bumgarner. I'm not saying go out there and be Sandy Koufax. I'm not saying do any of that. 
All I'm saying is when you make $31 million and everybody basically throws bouquets at you, year in and, and again, it is it is warranted because the man is great. I'm not sitting, I'm not a stupid enough to sit here and tell you that Clayton Kershaw isn't great. I would take him on my team tomorrow. I, 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 of course not. Of course. But when you make $31 million and, and everybody in the world calls you the best pitcher in the world, can I expect seven innings? Go out there and give your team a chance to win? Can I expect that? Is that too much to heart? Is is that too much to ask? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I am saying. But I agree with you. I, I think uh I think the I think the Astros are gonna get now the one thing I will disagree with, I'm not so sure if even they lose tomorrow that they will that's how crazy this series has been. That I'm not so sure that they don't even win game seven. Cause I, I think they have the pitching advantage in game seven, because McCullers is better than Darvish right now. So I, I'm not so sure that they don't win game seven. I really wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be surprised. So I think it's I think it's definitely up in the air. Up in the air. Did we lose Luke? Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, girl, I, I, don't know, I don't agree. I think, I think, that, well, but, the, but that's the great thing, like you said, about the series. Like, you really don't know. But think about it. Think about this series and how it's gone and how it's played out, man. I mean, would it would it even shock you if, if the Astros lost tomorrow and then they still won game seven? Like, that's how crazy this series no, has that's been. That's what I'm saying. That, and that's exactly what I'm saying. This this series is so intriguing. You can't predict it if you want it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you don't know. Like, yeah. we, you could have said the same thing after game, you know, game four. Like, yeah. I, th- I, I thought I thought the Dodgers were dead in game four. The Dodgers were done. Yeah. I thought they were buried. And I thought AJ Hinch blew that game. Because I thought, I, yeah. why the hell are you taking Charlie Morton out in the seventh inning? Charlie Morton is your best option to go to those bums in that bullpen. Uh, again, I've seen that bullpen enough now. That bullpen, as a matter of fact, I, I want to sit here and publicly apologize to the New York Mets. Because every year I say the Mets have a fucking crappy bullpen. Every, every year since I've been a fan of the Mets, the Mets have had a crappy bullpen, in my opinion. I apologize now. I apologize to Steve Phillips. I apologize to Dallas Green. I apologize to Sandy Alderson. I apologize to, Dan, to Jim Duquette. I apologize to every GM that we've had in that time frame since I've been a Mets fan, okay? I apologize, okay? This bullpen is fucking hideous. This is the worst bullpen I've ever seen in the postseason. In my life, I've never seen a worse bullpen. I've seen enough. Ken Giles is a bum. I could have told. I could have told you guys that from when he was in Philly, he was a bum. I wouldn't trust Ken Giles with your life. <laughs> so, uh, Ken Giles is terrible. Davinsky is up and down, but he's pretty much terrible. Musgrove. All I hear is Musgrove is this. Musgrove is that. Musgrove is trash. <laughs> I would call him trash. No, he's fucking trash. He's fucking trash. Like just useless. Just trash. He picks up on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Trash. Yo. Trash. So I thought AJ Hinch blew that game, but I mean, again, this is this series has been crazy. It wouldn't surprise me if the Dodge, if the Dodgers win tomorrow, beat up on Kershaw. I, it, would, it would surprise me if they beat up on Kershaw. But, but I mean, would it? But would it shock you if Kershaw went out there, had a bad start, gave up four runs, and, and the Dodgers won? They were feeling good about themselves, and the Astros go out there with McCullers and win Game Seven. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me at all. That's how crazy this series has been. Yep. Yep. All right, man. I'm gonna let you go, man. I, I appreciate you for joining me on the podcast, man. Uh, you are back to your. You finally came back to work officially. <laughs> this nigga took a three month hiatus and officially back to work. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, 
Come on, it's all good though, man. It's all good though. We'll, we'll catch you on the on the podcast next week. Uh, but uh, anything you want to tell the fans before you go, man? No, man. Uh, appreciate you guys for still listening. Like I said, listening, subscribing, write comments. Uh, for all the people for the who thought there was a riff. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sorry to. Uh, no riff. No riff. That there, there is no rift between us. Uh, <laughs> all the people wanted the rift to happen. There's no rift, man. Um, I just appreciate my co-host, the great Manny Brown, for understanding. And of course, he's, he's we're friends, so he does understand. Outside of this, we talk. I just didn't have the time working double shifts. Uh, it's all good, so, man. You being you, Captain America, man. Yeah. So uh, I just appreciate all you listeners, man, and and, and waiting for me or. or or, or asking about me and making sure we were good as, as friends more than just co-hosts. Uh, <laughs> uh, like Nosy-ass niggas, by the way. Nosy-ass yeah, niggas. Yeah, I, it's deeper than rap, man. This this is my guy, man. This is my friend. This is someone I call a brother outside of this. There can never be a rift between us two that'll lead to me not enjoying this guy's company and have a great sports conversation with this man. So, you know, there, there's no rift between us if you guys thought that was what it was. He was just understanding of my situation. And I appreciate him. So, to all the listeners out there, I'm sorry I left you for so long. Things are in order. I go back to a regular shift starting on the 4th. No more of this night shit where I'm dealing with all these scumbags every night. With my hands <laughs> on me. Like, I'm just regular going back to a 9 to 5. And people don't commit crimes in the daytime, man. I don't want to deal with y'all, man. Please let this be easier on me in the daytime, man. So, I'm not, yo, you shouldn't be doing no robberies. You shouldn't be out here doing no sex deviant shit. You shouldn't be out here <laughs> stealing, killing, hoeing. None of this in the daytime so I ain't got to deal with it, eh? Yo, from 6 to 2, y'all need to stop. Y'all got to do it at nighttime. Oh, shit. But anytime between, yo, 6 to 2, please stop this, man. Like, why are you committing crimes at 8.30 in the morning, man? Yo, yo he, you gangbanging on bacon. Like, for like, a big kid. Don't be gangbanging on bacon, man. I'm just trying to oh. live, man. Yeah, man, no doubt. We'll do that, man. Hey, hey, I, like I told somebody offline, man, you're, remember the Bernie Mac joke, man? You're Johnny, man. You're the nigga to take a break and, and we got to come look for your ass, nigga. Like, <laughs> this nigga's on break, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you seen Johnny? Black people go on break, nigga. Break. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, when black people break, that's just what the fuck we do. We break. <laughs> you got to come look for our ass. Well, we had to come look for Luke, apparently. <laughs> we had to come look for Luke, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Yo, man, I thank you for being on the show, man. I appreciate you, man. I, you know, you know how I feel about you, man. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, I love, I think I'm great, and I think I do a great solo show myself. I still do some solo shows from time to time, but uh, it's, it, I feel like the show is much better when I got you. And I got, and shout out to Justin, too, man. He was supposed to be on the show tonight, too, but uh, shit fell through, so he, he didn't join us. But, you know, I, I feel a lot better when I got you guys, man, to 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 bounce off ideas and just to talk shit up. So, you know, the the show is a lot better when you guys are around. So, 
I just want to thank you and appreciate you, man. I appreciate, man, and I respect you, man, because like I said, you 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 do some shit that I can never do. I definitely can never do. So I got a lot of respect for you, but you already know that we talk offline. We, we, you know what I'm saying? We all know that, but, but yeah, man, but thank you for being a part of the show, man. I, you know, short notice, really short notice. And, uh, you made it happen and we made magic like always, man. But I'll at you. I'll holler at you later in the week, man. We'll get together. We'll do some times for the show. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be back, uh, together. The gang all here, uh, starting next week, man. Yep. Yep. Sure will. All right, bro. Thank you for joining the show, man. All right, man. Peace out next week, people. Yes, sir. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. I don't know what this world is coming to. Fouls of the week. Um, And my foul for this week goes to Robert Griffin III. You guys know him as RG3. Um, This man lives in fucking denial. I, I'm convinced of it now because he did an interview a couple of days ago. I think it was uh, sometime last week. He did an interview on a Washington radio station, and I and it's almost it sucks that I, I don't have Luke uh, on the line anymore because I definitely would have liked to get his thoughts on this whole situation. But he did an interview with the local Washington radio station and basically talking about his career and his time as with the you know his infamous time with the Redskins or whatever. And he's basically sitting there. And this man, not one time in his entire fucking interview, takes responsibility for his career basically going down the fucking drain. This man basically blames everybody. He blames, you know, he blames the Redskins organization. He blames Mike Shanahan. He blames everybody under the sun. You know, he goes on to say that, oh, I was in a bad situation from the start, that nobody believed in me. I got drafted to an organization that didn't believe in me from from the start, a coach that didn't want me from the start, yada, 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 boo 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 You know, he just basically started going on this diatribe of, whoa, it's me, poor Robert Griffin. I'm a victim. You know, I've been treated so wrong. My career's like this because of this. And because I'm in the same boat as Kaepernick, I should have another fucking job because of this, that, and a third. And I just couldn't believe what the fuck I was listening to. I couldn't believe what I was what I was hearing with my own ears. I was like, whoa, 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 hold on, Robert. Robert, first of all, the idea that the Redskins didn't believe in you is so ludicrous and so asinine for you to even state that on public radio that it that it it, it doesn't even warrant any kind of understanding or comprehension. This is a team that traded their entire draft for about two or three years just to trade up with the Rams to get you. So the idea that they never believed in you, that the idea that they didn't that they didn't love you, that they didn't trust you, that they never believed in you, that they never liked you, it's so ludicrous that I don't even I, I can't even stomach that. Seriously, Robert? They they didn't they didn't want you. They didn't believe in you. Yet they traded half their draft to get you. They didn't they didn't want you. Okay, maybe Mike Shanahan didn't want you. Maybe Mike Shanahan didn't want you. That that's probably that's probably accurate. But don't say that the Redskins organization didn't want you. Please don't. That, 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 that's not fair. That is not fair. That is not accurate. That is just a bold-faced lie. Okay? The Redskins organization did want you because they traded half their fucking draft to get you. So I, I don't want to hear that, well, you know, the Redskins didn't believe in you. The Redskins didn't want me. That's bullshit. Furthermore, don't put yourself in a Colin Kaepernick situation in, in the in the Colin Kaepernick boat because you're not in that boat. Number one, Colin Kaepernick can still play. You can't. Your injuries derailed your career. Unfortunately, injuries derailed your career. That is why Robert Griffin III is not in the NFL right now because injuries have derailed his career. He cannot play. 
physically his body cannot withstand the rigors of the NFL. And that's sad because I thought Robert Griffin had a chance to be a very good quarterback. Not to mention all of the other locker room issues that he had when he was in D.C. You know, him being too buddy-buddy with, with Dan Snyder. You know, him kind of being perceived as a, as a coon to a lot of players in that locker room. I mean, he had a myriad of issues. So for Robert Griffin to get on the radio and basically, you know, write a soliloquy about everything that's wrong with Robert Griffin and why he's been treated so unfairly and the world is, whoa, it's me and I'm so, I'm the victim. And I mean, come on, stop, stop, Robert, stop, okay, stop. Please stop. That's that that is that is such bullshit that I, I I don't even understand how you even out of how those radio guys let you even get away with having that fucking interview. Like I don't understand that because if I was on that station and I was conducting that interview, I would have cut him off instantly. Like wait 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 wait, the Redskins organization didn't believe in you. They didn't believe in you. They traded after draft to get you. Not to mention they put up with your bullshit for year after year. So I, I I'm sorry. I find it hard to believe. Now, maybe at the end, when Jay Gruden came along, yeah, they didn't believe in you because at that point, you've been injured for two, three years. So, of course, they had lost faith in you is probably a better, uh, a, a more accurate description. But that they didn't believe in you, that, that they didn't want you, they traded half the draft to get you, Robert. The Rams are still profiting off that, pay, off, off that trade. So, uh, again, please, please, shut your ass up, okay? And cut the goddamn braids, all right? It's 2017. Cut the goddamn braids, all right? That, that shit looks ugly. Please cut the damn braids off. I don't know if you have or not. I haven't seen them publicly in a while, but please cut the goddamn braids off. It, it, enough already, okay? Maybe if you cut your fucking braid. Nah, I'm not going to say the Michael Vick shit. That should sound ignorant. But yeah, man, Robert Griffin is my foul this week, man. This nigga here. I, I, man, I would have loved to have Lucas on the line because Lucas would have probably flamed this nigga too. But, you know, don't blame others for your misfortune. Don't blame others for your fuck up. Don't blame others because you threw your career. And I, I can't even say he threw his career away. It just He just couldn't hold up. Physically couldn't hold up. He couldn't hold up. There's no shame in that. A lot of guys just physically don't make it. He had bad knees coming into the draft. He had bad knees coming into the league. And eventually he got the best of them. And it's sad because he could have been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Could have been. And it didn't work out. Just say that. Don't don't sit here now and blame Mike Shanahan and don't blame don't blame Dan Snyder and the Redskins organization for your lack of 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 a job. Don't do that. And the reason you don't have a job now is because you fucking failed with the Browns. They could they when, when the, the Browns don't even want you right now. The Browns. Well, the Browns don't want a lot of quarterbacks, but that's that's besides the point. But Robert Griffin, you don't have a job in the league because of you. Because you can't play anymore. This has nothing to do with you. This has nothing to do with race. This has nothing to do with collusion. This has nothing to do with any of that. So don't don't put yourself in the Colin Kaepernick bracket. Please just don't. Just don't. You sound stupid as fuck right now. Don't do that. That's my foul of the week. I hate to have a foul of the week concerning Kaepernick two weeks in a row. But uh, yeah, that's just, I couldn't believe it. I, and I was just browsing through and, you know, I can, you know, you read the headlines, you click on it, you see the interview. And I was just like, what the fuck? This man had the audacity to say this shit? On a DC radio station and got no flack for it? Get the fuck out of here. No way. No fucking way. No way. So that's my foul of the week. I'm going to get up out of here, man. Uh, I want to thank again Luke for joining us on the show. He's back. I'm glad to have Luke back, man. The show's been missing him a lot. I love doing solo shows. I'm still going to do some solo shows, but it's definitely good to have my boy back to talk some sports and get into arguments and heated, ignorant ass debates. 
it's good to have him back on the show, man. So he'll be back sometime next week. Definitely get this thing popping and kicked off. Um, yeah, man, I just want to say thank you for everybody who listens, who subscribes to the show. As always, I know this gets old. I'm not going to bore you all again with this, with my little soliloquy. But, uh, man, if you listen, if you subscribe, if you download, if you share, retweet, put other people onto the podcast, man, thank you. I truly appreciate it, man. I wouldn't be doing this show without you guys, without your support, without your 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 support of the show. So just thank you so much for for following, for supporting the show. I, I, no podcast would be able to succeed without us listeners. So. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Keep listening. Keep subscribing. And if you like the show, if you're a fan of the show, um, you know, drop us a review on iTunes. We need those reviews. I say that every week, but we need those reviews. It's how we keep going and keep growing and keep, uh, you know, making our way up the rankings uh, to let iTunes and other users find our show. So um, if you like what you're listening to, man, don't just don't just express it through social media or tell your friends, but, you know, write a review, put it on paper, put it on wax and 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 put it on iTunes, man. You know, so. As always, keep subscribing, keep listening. This podcast is available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, everywhere, man, everywhere, everywhere, every other, every podcast service, we're there. So keep subscribing, keep downloading, keep listening, man. Uh, follow us on Facebook, The Technical File Podcast. Follow our fan page at The TFP Nation. It's a lot of wild shit goes on in that in that fan community site. So just you know, keep listening. Keep subscribing. Keep following the Facebook page. Keep, uh, you know, join the TFP Nation group, um, and and just have a good time with us, man. We we act a fool on that page, man. Follow us on Twitter, the TF Podcast One. On Twitter, the TF Podcast One. Follow me on Twitter, the Manual Brown. My shit is lit. My Twitter is hot. So follow me. Uh, also follow me on Snapchat, Manny Bro Fifteen. Manny Bro Fifteen. Uh, I'm gonna get up out of here, man. Uh, Tomorrow's World Series game should be epic. Um, it should be great. Um, I can't wait for it. It's going to be an awesome fucking game, man, for real. I, this series is 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 amazing. But, uh, yeah, man, keep listening. Keep subscribing. Keep downloading, man. We'll catch y'all next week. Be safe. Be prosperous. Be great. Thank you for listening, man. We out. Peace. Serious sound.